Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Orion has partnered with JDOG for many years to provide exclusive franchise opportunities for honorably discharged veterans and military family members. We actively promote our partnership with JDOG because we know that veterans are a great fit for franchise opportunities. As we enter a new year with possibilities and opportunities for growth, now might be a great time for you to consider business ownership. JDOG is seeking motivated entrepreneurial veterans and military family members to own and operate a franchise backed by their proven business model and the support you need to be successful. JDOG was founded by a veteran with the goal of helping veterans experience business ownership by running their own franchise, employing fellow veterans, and ultimately reducing veteran unemployment to less than 1%. In today's show, I'm joined by husband and wife duo, Kelly and Robbie DeNero, who heard about JDOG through an Orion email. The Dineros were kind enough to share their experience with the podcast, and it was a really inspiring conversation that I hope you enjoy listening to. If you have any questions about this interview, please send me an email at podcast@oriontalent.com. If you'd like to learn more about JDog and its franchising opportunities, visit them online at jdogbrands.com. Hi, Robbie and Kelly. Thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. Hello. Good morning. Thanks. Excited to be yeah. here. Good. I'm excited too. I've had a couple of JDog franchise owners on the podcast before and everyone has a unique background and always has really interesting experiences and great things to say about JDog. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. So um, Robbie, can you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about you, um, your education background, and then as much as you want to share about your military experience? Sure. I'd love to. You know, I went to college for criminal justice and political science wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, and I ended up joining the Marine Corps. I um, got a commission and served as an infantry officer about for, for about 14 years. I'm from Western New York originally, and I always wanted to come back to Western New York. So my 14 years in the Marine Corps had me all over the world. I deployed several times, uh, twice to Iraq, once to Afghanistan. It was a very aggressive, busy infantry officer that enjoyed his job quite a bit. Uh, my career ended before I wanted it to end. And I found myself transitioning into the into the civilian sector again, moved back to Western New York, and I opened up a gym, met Kelly, and the rest is history. That's awesome. So I, before I have Kelly introduce herself, um, did you consider kind of following your educational path and going into criminal justice, or did you, after the Marine Corps, just want to do something different? Prior to getting into the Marine Corps, I thought I, I knew I wanted to serve the public. I wanted to kind of be a part of something bigger than myself. I, I wanted an adventure. So it just made sense to join the Marine Corps. I went and spoke to the branches and the Marine Corps resonated with me because they were the only ones that told me they didn't know if they wanted me. So from from serving others for 14 years and and being all around the world and helping people in all different places. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I knew I wanted to be back in a, in a, in a role where I could serve people. I didn't know exactly what role, but I just, I, I wanted to be able to serve people. And I still, I wanted adventure. I wanted to test myself mentally, physically. I still wanted all the things that the Marine Corps gave me. Awesome. It's very cool. So Kelly, how about you? Yeah. So um, originally, my background is in education. I was a public school teacher for 10 years in and out between having babies and working. And between us, Robbie and I have seven kids. So um, a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of mom and adding going on in our yeah. family. And um, 
um, and then I, I also, I, I, at one point I just decided I didn't, teaching wasn't where I wanted to be anymore. It just, you know, I wasn't feeling the passion that I had once felt and Robbie, neither Robbie or I are the kind of people who will just stick it out for the pension or <laughs> gut it out for, you know, some like promised land that really isn't there. And so, um, you know, together, Robbie and I decided, you know, I would make the leap from, you know, that secure pension and schedule and all of those promised things that you get from a government job um, into the private sector. And, um, you know, Robbie and I worked in the gym together. I had an online coaching business with women. And um, that lasted for, you know, a good decade. And then, um, you know, we made the leap into J-Dog. Awesome. You guys, I love your background. And like I said, this uh, episode will probably come out in January. But you mentioned having seven kids. I can only imagine that is an expensive Christmas coming up for you guys. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. He just, the packages just keep arriving and he just keeps yeah. smiling. Like, hey, okay, I'm just trusting you on this one. <laughs> That sounds like my house. I think I still placed even like five orders this morning because yep. apparently they're supposed to get here by the 23rd. So we will see. <laughs> um, so then Kelly, you guys talked about kind of, you both seem like you have this entrepreneurial spirit, which is awesome. Um, makes probably you guys good business partners. So um, what first made you decide to make the leap into J-Dog? Because you guys had the gym before. So kind of what made you decide to change course and go this route? Um, and were you interested in franchising before you knew about J-Dog? Yeah. So we had just come to a point in the gym where we were ready for change. We were ready to make a transition. We were ready for something different. We had gone through quite a bit through the pandemic and we were just, you know, we were ready to focus on something else. We knew that we loved working together and we also knew that we loved serving people. Um, but as our family, as our kids are getting older, our schedule is changing and there our family needs more from us. Our kids need more from us. And the gym just didn't um, allow for that type of scheduling. And, um, and so we were ready to make a leap and we honestly put it out to prayer. We put it out to God. We we're like, okay, show us like, what is our path? Give us some direction here. Help us out, Lord. And we were patient with it. You know, it was quite a while. Mm -hmm. We're kind of waiting on it, waiting for opportunities, looking for opportunities, seeking opportunities. And then within a couple days of um, each other, uh, I received an email from a company that is like a business brokerage and they mm -hmm. were selling a junk removal business. And it piqued my interest. So I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I wonder what that would be like. Like, Robbie is such a hard worker. He is like hands-on, brute strength, like, and he's so good with people. I bet that would be really interesting. And like probably the same day, if not within a day or two, Robbie got an email from you unknowingly. Mm -hmm. Just learned <laughs> that was from Orion. And um, about J-Dog. And I didn't know he received the email. It actually went to his junk mail. And because he's, you know, he's been out of the Marine Corps for quite a while, but he's mm -hmm. still receiving your emails. He was looking in his junk mail for something else. He stumbled across it, opened it up, like all of these like amazing things that God just put into place for us. He saw J-Dog and he said to me, he's like, hey, I got this email. You're going to think I'm crazy. It's for junk removal. And I was like, no, I got it too. <laughs> and he started talking about J-Dog. And I was like, that's not the email I got, but that is so crazy that we were both like our interest was both peaked on it and it was within a couple of days and just all of the pieces came together. So prior to learning about J-Dog, 
no, we weren't. We were not interested in franchising. We're super independent. We, mm-hmm. you know, neither of us ever done anything like that. You know, whether it be the gym or when I was doing my coaching program, I had written all my own curriculum, did all my own marketing, all of those things. And so, um, franchising was a whole new, a whole new experience. Mm-hmm. To us. And we decided to go down to Pennsylvania and, um, and check out the discovery weekend. And mm-hmm. that's, that's when we were like locked and loaded. We we're like, we're in. I love that. That is so cool. So Robbie Kelly mentioned that, um, you guys had kind of gone through, you, you went through it with your gym, especially in COVID, which I'm sure everyone kind of did. So was that something that was appealing to you about J-Dog? Cause I know in our marketing efforts for J-Dog, one of the things we're always trying to say is that it's a recession resistant industry. Um, so is that something that appealed to you given that you had been a business owner in an industry that wasn't really recession proof? Well, I'm going to give you an honest answer, and I don't know whether you're going to like my honest answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's honest. We like right? honesty. Yeah, way. go ahead. We refused to close during the pandemic. We refused. We we fought the state. We literally threw the health department and law enforcement out of our building. I was a huge thorn in the side of the government. <laughs> and we won. I mean, we were fined like $60,000. We won. We didn't pay a dime. We won. So when it came time with J, when, with J, what I loved about J Dog was they came across me as very independent minded. They appreciate independence. They love this country. Very patriotic. You know, yeah. Jerry served, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, so they're very independent minded. They really focused on telling us, Hey, this is your franchise. You run it the way you want. Like there are some corporate standards you need to do, but we stay out of your business. This is your franchise and you can grow it how you want. It's your oyster. You know, you, you do whatever you want with it. So that was a huge, huge appeal to me, the, to both of us, to Kelly and I, we're so independent minded Mm -hmm. to go to a franchise and to hear them say, great, you can be as independent as you want, but you can get as much support as you need. So J-Dog does an amazing job of supporting you as much as you want to be supported. Like there are so many different ways you can request help from J-Dog. Everything from analyzing your business, advice, just uh, talk to somebody, a a real human if you need help and have questions. So lots of opportunity. The other thing that they do is they provide an amazing proven structure. Kelly and I are both very successful entrepreneurs, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so when we came to this new business, we could have said, oh, we're going to do it our way. J-Dog would have been okay with that. But J-Dog already had the way. They're successful. Mm-hmm. If you do X, Y, and Z, you will get these results. So Kelly and I have been doing X, Y, and Z. And oh my gosh, we're getting the results they said we'd yeah. get. So that appealed to me. The fact that they had already had a proven method that we could rely on, I loved. We were. They gave us our independence. They also showed us a way that worked. I like that you say that because I do think that there are misconceptions out there related to franchising where people want to be their own boss and start their own business, but then they think, well, if I actually want freedom, I'm going to have to build my business from the ground up. I can't join a franchise because they're going to tell me what to do and they're going to basically be like looking over my shoulder. It sounds like you do not feel like J-Dog does any of that, um, at least not to a detriment. All of the support that they provide is great in fueling your success. 
yes, I, some people may not like this, but they don't, they're not going to call you. J Dog mm-hmm. is not going to call you and tell you, hey, you're failing. J Dog will always answer your call. Like corporate, I call them, you know, corporate will always answer our call. They support us however we need to, but they stay out of it. Man, they leave Kelly and I alone. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that. Well, it's great. It just shows you have to have the um, personal motivation and drive to succeed. And those are the people who are going to become successful business owners, whether it's with a franchise or on your own. I, I'm guessing that Jerry and, and Tracy knew what they were doing when they set the structure up. But right. J-Dog gives you the tools, but you got to pick up the tool. Like Nobody's picking up the tool for you. Right. And it's hard work. It is incredibly hard, exhausting work to pick up the tool. But man, they gave you the tools. All you got to do is use them. Yeah. I also... That's- Oh, go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, and I think that's so true. And I, I, I know, like Jerry and Tracy both tell their story, like their personal story of how they launched this bad boy, you know, in the early two thousands. And they don't like they're they don't sugarcoat it. Like he went to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever he went. He bought some wood. He built a trailer. She was printing up flyers, going door to door. Like they were in the grind. Mm-hmm. And. If, if anybody expects to walk into a franchise and be like, oh, it's magic. They've built a business for me. They're wrong. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Terry and Tracy have set the tone. Like, you're going to be in the grind. Like, yeah, we have a ton of resources for you. We're here to support you. But you got to grind. You got to make mm-hmm. your, you, it, it, it lands on our shoulders to make our J-Dog territory successful. Right. And it does pay off. I'm sure that you guys have reaped so many benefits of being able to, Robbie, to your point, even wanting to do something bigger than yourself and serve. I'm sure you've gotten the opportunity to connect with so many people in your communities and networking and things that you would never be able to do if you were working just a nine to five job. 100%. Kelly and I love that aspect of this business. We get to give back to the community. It's so cliche. But there really is nothing between us and the people. Like, I go to a house, I see things that can be repurposed, I grab them, I call up a pastor that I know, and 24 to 72 hours later, somebody has furniture in their house. I've, I have literally, Kelly and I have literally dropped off to families bed sets whose kids were sleeping on the floor. Like, I've been, I have the pictures. I go into the apartment, their kids are sleeping on the floor, and I get, I'm able to gift them a bed, a dresser, a table. It's unbelievable. And, you know, that is how this world is supposed to work. Like, the government isn't supposed to be the solution. Mm-hmm. Government's not supposed to provide beds. Communities provide beds. Mm-hmm. That's, a community is supposed to help each other. Government's supposed to keep us safe and give us a few roads, maybe. That's it. Community is supposed to take care of its community. And that's what we're able to do. Like in J-Dog, with J-Dog, we are able to set the example and teach people New people coming into this country, hey, this is how the country works. Don't look to the government for help. Look to your community for help. That's what America's yeah. all about, about community. I love that. So your guys' kids, you've got seven. What are their ages? Are they interested in the business? Are any of them involved in any way? Yeah, we, we have quite the spread. Our oldest is 20, and um, she's in college and law school, and our youngest is eight, and he's in third grade. So we go um, 20. 17, 16, uh, 13, twin 10 year olds and an eight year old. And of course our, our eight year old and our twin 10 year olds are little boys. And of course they are like already setting themselves up with J dog trucks and (laughs) they're ready to take over at moment's notice. And, um, yeah, they they absolutely so proud to ride around in the J dog truck. They like, 
getting picked up and dropped off from school is the highlight of their life. <laughs> they and over the summertime they go on jobs with me. All of them yeah. have been on jobs with me. They actually work like hauling stuff out of the house. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I'm sure your customers love that too. How sweet. Yeah, they do. They do. It's super fun. Definitely has become, um, you know, part of our family and part of our just our part of our life. Like the the kids know, yeah. you know, um, you know. Okay, yeah, we can we can drive you, but we have to stop by and you know donate the drop off this refrigerator at you mm-hmm. know house, you know, on the on the way through or yeah. You know, uh, we got to pick up, you know, got to do a quick pickup on the way through. And they're like, okay. So, yeah. The one thing I really like about that too, is um, to your point, what you just mentioned, the donation of items, like that you're able to take from one location to give it to people in need. It's, it's showing such a big life lesson to them. Not only are they seeing how hard their parents are working, but they're seeing how much of an impact you're making, which, you know, a lot of kids don't necessarily get to see, um, if you don't, a lot of kids have no idea what their parents do for work, you know? So I think that's really cool that your kids do. Um, so as I'm talking to you guys, Robbie, you're in your truck. So you're obviously at a job, Kelly, it looks like maybe you're at home. So what are your guys' typical roles, um, within the business? What does a typical day look like for you? So Kelly, I'll let you answer that first and then Robbie can weigh in. Yeah. So I'm like super fortunate and I get to stay home in my warm, cozy house <laughs> most of the days, especially here in Buffalo, while he's out in the snow and in the cold um, at this time of the year. But my typical day really is to, um, I get up in the morning and I get the family up and going. And then, you know, Robbie, I pack up his lunch, feed him his breakfast and um, send him out the door. And then once all the kids are gone, I sit down at the counter and I start chipping away between, you know, doing the marketing, fielding the calls, um, prospecting, make it, prospecting is a huge piece of it. Just making connections with people in all different industries across the board saying, Hey, we want to be your guy. We want to be your guy. We want to be your guy. And just continuing to knock on those doors and, you know, done doing the, the books, the financial end of it, anything that can be done on a computer is all me. Um, and then, you know, often I have meetings, you know, I went to our, um, uh, meeting yesterday in the middle of the day to um, network with our the um, construction exchange in our area. And, you know, there's chamber of commerce meetings and all different kinds of stuff like that, where I just get to go and um, be around people, which I absolutely love. It's super fun. Um, mm-hmm. And really, and, and the reason I love it so much too, is because it's so flexible. You know, like I, I, with the kids, there's always something going on. Somebody always needs to be picked up. Somebody always needs a ride. Somebody gets sick and they have to come home from school. And it really allows me that flexibility. Um, it, you know, it means sometimes that I have to grind and stay up a little bit later at night to get the work done that mm-hmm. I missed day or I got to get up early and get a little bit done. But um, yeah, my days are flexible and I, I feel like I get to do all the fun stuff. <laughs> well, Robbie, what about you? Do you do you feel like your role is fun too? <laughs> I I love it. I do. I I love this job. Don't get me wrong. Some days are just an absolute grind, but then you come home weary and a little battered up. But um, it's a really good feeling. It. I love work. I love using my body for work. I'm a very mm-hmm. active person, so I love the physical labor, and I also love the interaction with people. I get to. Uh, I was a coach for, you know, I was, I was an infantry officer. So as an infantry officer, you're mentoring and helping people, um, as a coach in a gym for 10, 12 years, you're mentoring people and training people. And I continue to get to do that because very often the people running into are going through something emotional when they're getting something, when you're getting rid of something, 
it's sometimes very emotional. And I'm talking about estate cleanouts that's often tied with the loss of, of somebody very close to them. And it's hard for them. They either just simply don't know how to start. And so mm-hmm. you get to kind of coach them through that or they're grieving. And this is part of the grieving process. And it's an opportunity to really just love people the way Jesus wants us to love people, to just empathize and realize that, man, this person's on the struggle bus. They're going through something. And I have the opportunity to help them work through their healing process, whatever that is. So I try to be very in tune with that. And uh, it's, it's, it's a real privilege to be a part of somebody's, I know it sounds weird to be a part of that grieving process. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a privilege. And I take pride in that and I try to help them and I get the feedback I get. We do because we're gentle with them or because mm-hmm. somebody needed us to be just real gentle and treat this garbage like it was gold. Another person needed us to kind of tell them exactly like, Hey, no, I'd get rid of this, this, and this. And another person just needed us to be real patient because they wanted, they needed to be scatterbrained. They needed to like sort through stuff while we were hauling out. And so this opportunity to serve people in that capacity is, is awesome. Combined with the fact that I get to lift heavy things. I like, <laughs> I like using my body. I'm a strong guy. I like using my body to haul stuff. And I do a lot of demo, you know, Kelly gets us a lot of demo jobs. I really love the, uh, I call it the deconstruction business. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just come in there and smash something. You got to look at it. It's like a puzzle. It was put together a certain way. And the challenge is figuring out how to take it apart doing the least damage as possible so that you can get out of there as quickly as possible and, and leave the best, the best case scenario for the customer. So it's a challenge. I always tell my crew, we're in the deconstruction business. We're not demoing things. We're deconstructing things. Let's make this happen. Well, one of my takeaways from listening to both of you describe your roles is um, I just think it's like appealing to people because people like variety in their jobs. And I think especially um, when you're transitioning out of the military and you're looking at what am I going to do as my next step? You want, well, first of all, a lot of people like you, Robbie, want sort of that physical aspect because you're used to it from the military. Um, but maybe they don't. Maybe they want to network and um, prospect and things like you're doing, Kelly. It's like it takes so many different skill sets that it seems like regardless of if you're a Robbie and you like to be doing the physical labor or if you're a Kelly and you like to be doing more of the um, kind of behind the scenes building of the business, there's something in it for everybody and you could make the business work for you if you're just willing to work hard, like you guys have said. Um, And yeah, maybe you find another partner who can help you with in the area that you don't necessarily like. Yeah, that's probably... Our greatest strength is um, I can't imagine going into this um, without a strong partner like Robbie. I know that our strength together, not only as, you know, a married couple, but as business partners is, you know, our how we fit together, like our yin and our yang. Like I've been on a couple jobs when we've needed he's needed a hand, you know, like <laughs> when he did in the early times, you know, he didn't have a crew member or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't get out of this fast. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to live this. Fast. And I love lifting weights. Like, I'm not shy to hard work. I, like, love getting dirty. I love working in my yard. I love it all. But moving the junk, I just not, it's not my cup of tea going in other people's houses. I'm like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> it connects to people. Definitely, I love. But, um, yeah, it definitely the of the of the business is our complementary roles and mm-hmm. you know to like I do my best I do my best to not wipe him too much and to stay out of his box 
then to be like, okay, no, Kelly, that's his area. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> and he does a really good job with the same with me. And I think that is something to consider that, you know, going into a business like this is it's a lot of work. There is a lot of work. And um, if you can have if you can have somebody by your side, whether it's a business partner, a really strong employee, your husband, your wife, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is like that is definitely going to be if you pick the right person, it's going to be to your benefit. Yeah. Um, What would you guys say? I mean, you've said so many things about why you love owning a business, but if you had to choose your top reason, so just one for each of you, what would that be? Robbie, I'll have you go first. Independence. Uh, uh, beyond everything else, it's independence. It allows me to live my life the way I live my life. I get to develop my relationship with God the way I want to develop my relationship with God. I get to hire the people I want to hire. I get to have interactions with my wife the way I want to have interactions with my wife, my kids, my clients. It's independence. Independence that this business allows me allows me to live the kind of life I want to live. What about you, Kelly? Yeah, um, it allows me to have my priorities in order. So, you know, my faith, my family, my community. Like it allows me to serve God first and then serve my family and then serve my community. And I feel like when those things are where, you know, in place, when your priorities are in line, everything else in life falls into place. Mm hmm. I love that. So, Robbie, specifically for you, since you served in the military, um, other than like the physicality of it, how would you say that your military experience prepped you to be a successful franchise owner? And why do you think it's a good fit for other military candidates who might be looking at something like this? Regardless of what somebody's experiences in the military, they have leadership skills. They It was implanted in them. I don't care whether you got out as a, as a Lance Corporal or you got out as a Lieutenant Colonel. Um, you've got leadership experience that is so valuable in running a business and it filters down to everything, you know, time management, resourcefulness, honesty, um, values. So you've got a leg up on anybody else and, and it, it's a natural fit. Um, I think it's going to appeal to somebody in the military because you get to hire other, I hire military guys and I don't have to be politically correct. I can. I don't have to worry about my gallows humor. I don't have to worry about mm -hmm. making crazy off-color jokes that might offend somebody that didn't grow up in a culture of violence and chaos and, you know, what mm -hmm. we did in the Marine Corps, especially as an infantry officer in the Marine Corps. Like, I came from total chaos. So mm -hmm. to be able to have fellow military guys where we can make, we can talk just like we want to talk. We don't have to worry about offending anybody. And if somebody does get offended, you know, tell them to pound sand, call HR, that's me. <laughs> That's Kelly, right? It's a really fun environment that way. So I think it appeals to, um, I think it's a good fit for military guys and girls because it's the independent. You get to do what you want. And guys that are in the military are independent. You know, we're freaking mm -hmm. alpha males. We want to be left alone. This job lets us be left alone and run our little empire the way we want to run it, impact the world we want it, the way we want to impact it. Yeah, I love that. That is, I think you're spot on with that. I think that's the independence that you've talked about is, um, what I think everyone is looking for in buying a franchise, but it's kind of just like taking that next step because you do have to, at some point, take the leap, which I still love that you heard about it through an Orion email um, on behalf of J-Dog. And then Kelly, you had an unrelated email about it because it's like, 
you know, best case scenario, we'd love for people to, um, we'd love for everyone that we send an email to buy a J-Dog franchise. Now, I don't know if there's that many franchises available, but regardless, I just love that it was the perfect storm of events that led you guys to buying the franchise. I think that's a really cool story. Um, so Kelly, for you, as we kind of close this, is there anything else that you would like to share about J-Dog and the franchise opportunity that people should consider if they're interested? I would say um, the discovery day is very telling, you know, going down there and meeting the whole team, meeting their entire team and really looking at who they are as human beings was what helped us to decide like, yeah, the truck wrap is really cool and fun. And the idea of the business model and the financial potential and all of those pieces like were really exciting. But at the end of the day, what it came down to with us is, do we want to get in business into business with these people, you know, based on their character, based on their values, based on, you know, how they spoke to us and how they treated us? Is this who we want to, you know, share life with? And you know, that that's very telling, you know, and if people are interested in it, that discovery day, not only the weekend, not only is it super fun, but you can, you'll walk away and you'll know like, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is, these are the people I want to spend time with. This is where I can put my trust or not. It might not be a fit, but you'll know it after that. And, um, I think there's a lot of like, you know, for us, it's a lot of prayer, a lot of trusting our gut and, um, and, you know, not overlooking that in business. What about you, Robbie? Um, I would tell people that if you think somebody else is going to run this business for you at the start, you're mistaken. Right? I, just don't, I just don't think, I don't think anybody that looks at this like, hey, I can buy a franchise and I can hire a manager and have a manager run this franchise for me to start is going to fail miserably. This is absolutely a people business and you have to be present to to put the work in to do all the things that Kelly did for the, you know, and is continuing to do right now in our first year of business and to do the things that I'm doing, shaking hands with people. You have to do this on your own. You have to learn the business. There's so many nuances that are going to be unique to your demographic in your area. That, and nobody's going to be like that rat that just ran by. That's the demographic that I'm in. I just watched it <laughs> probably 18 inches long, tail to tip, just cross the street. <laughs> The demographics are always going to be different, and you're gonna, the only way to do that is to get out and walk the ground yourself. So if somebody's thinking about doing this, and they're just going to like buy a franchise, throw it all on a manager, and they're think they're just gonna sit there and collect checks, I just don't think it's going to work out for them. Yeah, or or if they think that J Dog corporate J Dog is going to do it for them, that's not going to. They're amazing. They're there to support you, but they certainly aren't going to run your business, nor should they run your business. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, and with any job, um, any job that you're making an impact, you have to do it yourself. So it's just now it's looking at the opportunity in front of you where it's like you truly do have the independence, Robbie, that you mentioned, and Kelly, the ability to prioritize the things in your life that are important to you alongside of your business because you're your own boss. That kind of makes the difference because you really don't get those benefits when you don't own your own business. Right. Yeah. I have called Kevin Copa, the operations officer with mm-hmm. J-Dog. We've been in business, Kelly, since, what, July? July so 4th. I've, probably, I've called him once a month just thanking him for the opportunity of this independence. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.